Welcome to the Selling from the Heart podcast, your home for authentic, effective, and socially integrated sales strategies to help you master the art of selling. Join your co-hosts, Larry Levine and Daryl Amy, along with some of the world's best sales thought leaders and practitioners as we explore ways to help you grow your sales. Hello and welcome back to the Selling from the Heart podcast. Your co-host, Daryl Amy, here today with Larry Levine. What's going on, Larry? Hey, somehow I knew you were going to ask me that question and I'm unprepared at this very second to even share with you what's going on. So oh, come on. What's going on, Daryl? <laughs> you know what? Actually, uh, I just finished last two days. <laughs> I've been in StoryBrand uh, conference learning all about messaging, uh, which is uh, going to be very apropos to today's conversation, I believe. So I am... I am so, uh, my brain is overflowing with ideas and that Larry, I, am probably not going to sleep for two weeks, but it's, it's been fantastic. And I think, you know, this is, this is a, a really critical time for all of us to be investing in ourselves. And so I appreciate everyone joining us in the podcast today to invest in your sales success. We've got a great conversation teed up. If you're new to the Selling from the Heart podcast, welcome. You've joined a growing community of sales professionals that are dedicated to being genuine, being authentic, adding real value. We call it Selling from the Heart. And Larry, uh, we've been talking the last couple of weeks about the growing insiders group at Selling from the Heart. What a blast we've been having uh, with our friends in the insiders group. It is amazing that that mastermind conversation last Friday. No, it has been. And I actually got a text from somebody in there and the guy just says, you know what? I appreciate what you're bringing to this community. And I think what people are really looking for is they just want a, a couple of things. They want to create a sense of belonging, but they just want some real genuine information. They don't want fluff. They don't want anything else other than just help me become better at what I'm doing. And that's what we're giving them in the mastermind group with the up close and personals. Yeah, it's just, it's just been so much fun. And um, if you'd like to get to know more and get to know some uh, kindred spirits from the Selling from the Heart community, check it out. It's now at sellingfromtheheart.net slash insiders. Uh, but speaking of kindred spirits and someone that is an amazing fit in the Selling from the Heart community, we've got a, uh, this is just going to be fun, Larry, our guest today. Why don't you introduce Alice and let's, let's get rolling. Well, I can't wait to bring Alice Hyman into the podcast, but just a quick story is, I've admired and respected what she's brought to the sales profession for quite some time. And finally, I had a chance to meet her at the Sales 3.0 conference a few months ago. And it was like, I knew Alice all along and she knew me. And it just goes to show you the power of social and the power of engaging in conversations and having those communications online and taking them face to face. And I think that's just a great way to bring on Alice. So Alice Hyman, welcome to Selling from the Heart. Wow. Um, my heart is here with you. I'm so excited. We finally get to do this podcast we've been talking about. Yay. <laughs> awesome. We're so glad you're here. And you know the question. You know the question that every guest gets. So we're going to put you on the selling from the heart hot seat and ask you, what does it mean to you to sell from the heart? Well, I don't know any other way to sell. And I think that's why uh, Larry and I and those of us in this community that have always sold from the heart really do feel like kindred spirits about it. Um, for me, 
I don't want anyone to go into sales if they can't sell from their heart. And I think it's part of the problem with sales today is that we're hiring the wrong type of salesperson. We're hiring people who don't understand what it means to sell from the heart and they don't have that genuine desire, that genuine care to really help someone to really serve and to really sell from their heart. That, that's odds. Now you're speaking my love language, Alice, but I, I have to, I got to bring Mark Hunter into this because our dear friend, Mark Hunter always talks about sales as a lifestyle. Yes. You've heard him say that over and over and over again. And I'll even layer on top of that. I go selling from the heart's a lifestyle. It's not a light switch. And people can sense when that light switch is being kicked on instantaneously and you overemphasize and you're being even more sincere. People smell that. Imagine, just imagine a world where people really wanted to talk to salespeople, like we want to talk to a doctor or a nurse or someone else that helps them because Mm -hmm. we know that someone who cares is going to listen to them and help them solve their problem, help them with a challenge, help them grow and, and be a healthier, happier person and company. And so that's the world that that I'm looking for. I'm looking for a world where people can't wait to talk to salespeople because there aren't any spammy salespeople or any manipulating or coercive types. There's just people who are in this profession because they mm-hmm. care about solving problems and helping people. Yeah, I think, you know, I'm looking at Simon Sonic's book behind you and I'm thinking of Patrick Lencioni was talking uh, on a podcast I was listening to and he was thinking about addressing a graduating class of seniors and which should, I guess, be virtual this year. But he was he was saying, hey, look, you know, most people go to graduating classes and say, I want all of you to be a leader. He, he said, no, I don't want you to be a leader if you're in it for yourself. I want you to be a leader if you're in it to make the world a better place. And I think salespeople are leaders, right? We cast vision, we affect change. And if you're in it for yourself, if you're just in it for the money, uh, you know, no, let's, let's be in sales to help make the world a better place to help people solve problems. It's such a much better way to go about things and a much more fulfilling lifestyle as you talk about Larry. Yeah. But here's what's interesting because Alice even talks about the profession, right? Mm -hmm. If you want to call yourself a sales professional, then do the things that professionals do. You know, when we go to the doctor, right, or Lord forbid, we got to call an attorney or something like that, right? We're seeking professional advice. Same thing I'd like the sales profession to think about is it's that mindset, right? If you're Mm going to give advice and offer to help, that's what professionals do. That's not what sales reps do. Right. They don't demo. (laughs) They're trying to help you. They figure (laughs) out your problem first. There's just nothing worse. It's like... Oh, hey, like I have no idea. I don't know much about your industry. I really don't know much about you. I don't know much about the problem that you're trying to solve. But let me share the solution with you. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, you must have been my first sales manager. (laughs) But you know, the sad thing is someone is training salespeople to do that. Right, yeah. That's what breaks my heart is that I think a lot of these salespeople would do something else if they knew what to do or if someone would help them. But 
they've been trained to do this. They've been so indoctrinated in their product, their service, what Uh the features are, what the benefits are, how it does, how to demo it, you know, all these things that are so centric to their company and, you know, and, you know, our company, blah, 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 blah. And our product is so great, blah, 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 blah. And here's a few people who agree that our product is great. And it's like, wow, somebody taught you to do that. And I'm so, so sorry, but stop it. Right. I could have read that in the brochure. <laughs> but no, but Alice, you bring up a great point because um, I think that's the struggle with the communication aspect of this because, and I'm not discrediting the product, I don't think you are as well as, I don't think we're discrediting product knowledge, company knowledge and all that. I think there comes a point in time where that comes to the business table. But I think what salespeople struggle is they hide behind that and they don't step in front of it. And in order to step in front of that, you have to be having those conversations with multiple different people at multiple different levels, which require a business conversation, not a product conversation. Right. It really has to be about the solution. And it always has been that way. Nothing has changed. People have problems they need to solve and they go and seek a solution. And what they typically do is look at all the possible solutions before they narrow it down to one. And they're going to ask other people, what do you think about this solution? Do you know any other solutions that I don't know of? They're going to work in groups together, right, to figure out what is the best solution. And so if you can join that conversation versus kind of sit on top of that conversation with your agenda, but if you can join it because you're relevant, because you have studied more than your product and service and your company history, You've studied the customer. You've studied their industry. You've studied all the things that are happening around them. You've studied their customer. And so you can really come forward and say, I understand. And if you don't, you shouldn't say that. You got to learn that first. Based on that, here are some things that I can bring to the table to help you look at all of the solutions before you choose one. Yeah, that's so good. You know, in today's world, and this kind of brings us to what we we really want to focus on today. I was I was chatting with Matt Dixon, the co-author of the Challenger Sale a couple of weeks ago, and it was it was just a reminder. You know, in the Challenger Sale and Challenger Customer, they talk about the rise of the consensus sale. That you know, in today's buying environment, I think the research in the book was an average of six point eight decision makers and influencers in an average B2B transaction, right? That's sometimes now it's even more than that. And, and we've got to be able to drive business conversation now with multiple people at, in multiple roles with different agendas coming to the table. And this has um, set up a very interesting um, scenario for, for sales professionals, especially in the B2B space. And I know that you're living in that world Every day. And so I'm curious, Alice, when you think about this environment, when the sales rep walks into the environment, all of a sudden there's, you know, a conference room virtually of people that they're, they're now responsible for influencing. Where in the world do you start? Yeah, <laughs> it's a big one, right? So yeah. let's unpack this a little bit. First of all, this is 
always been this way. Unless you're selling to very small companies with a leader who makes decisions in a vacuum, there's always at least one other person influencing the decision. And most CEOs will not make, most business leaders will not make a decision on their own. They want a collaborative effort because they need buy-in. Once the decision's made and whatever it is you've sold them now has to be used or implemented or integrated, they need that buy-in. So it's, it's never been that there's just one person making a decision. Now, it might have seemed that way, but way back when I first started selling in the <laughs> over 20 years ago, um, I had the same thing that we have now. It's just that they've come out of the woodwork. So before it might have been that I was speaking to a VP of sales and I might have got a chance to talk to the regional um, sales leaders that all had teams. And I had, so, you know, that small was going to sell to them and what their problems were and how that was all going to work. Right. So I had that smaller group, but even then I knew that there was a CFO who had an opinion about how much should be spent on sales training. There was a CEO who had an opinion about whether this team was even worth investing any money in or not. And, you know, should we fire them, hire more? What are we going to do? Um, and there were probably some various and sundry other people around with their opinions who were probably talking in the ears of that VP. And I only got to talk to that VP and some of those sales managers and work out all the details. Um, I rarely ever got, you know, to go any further than that. Now, today, you were just saying that the CEB research said six to eight. Well, recently, I think it was Gartner, I'm not sure, came out with 10. Like there's, you know, yeah. eight, 10 people. So where are they coming from? Are companies- <laughs> They're multiplying. <laughs> They're multiplying. <laughs> They're rabbits. <laughs> are not getting bigger. Uh, it's just that people are showing the face. It's a different kind of buying now. Before, mm -hmm. if I tasked you as a CEO to go do something, I expected you to do it and not have to talk to a whole bunch of other people. And, I, and you were allowed to sort of make that decision in a vacuum as long as it was agreeable to the CEO in the end, right? And it didn't go over budget and all these other things. But now everybody wants to have a say. Everybody wants to hear about the solution. Everybody wants to. And in a way, that's a good thing. It just makes it harder for the salesperson. And that's why I truly believe that for the, for the last, I don't know, however many years, at least five, we cannot send lone wolf sellers out into this world of the complex sale. You know, hey, you're top seller, go out and close um, a million dollar deal with a multi-billion dollar company on your own, go! Right. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't happen. <laughs> have teams we have to build teams around sales and have them work together to meet all these various buying influences it people should meet with it people customer success people should meet with customer success people ceos or general managers or leaders should meet with other leaders um, implementers should meet with implementers and the salesperson is then now the orchestrator mm -hmm person who listens and learns and takes it in and then brings it back to help everybody come to consensus. Yes. Yeah, go ahead, Larry. 
No, I was just going to say, because I'm, I'm craving sports. So my, I'm listening to what you're saying. I go, sales professional must be a quarterback. Right. Yeah. And this is, you know, it's, it's interesting when you think about the skills required to be a sales, a sales professional. Now we talked about leadership earlier, right. And in, in just quoting Patrick Lencioni and, and there is such a component of today's sales professional where I, you know, I think that some of the, we read sales books. I think we should also be reading leadership books as well. I mean, this is so important. A hundred percent, Daryl. Oh my gosh. Yeah. This is so funny. Cause I was just talking to a client about this the other day. They provide leadership development programs for some of the largest companies in America. And mm-hmm. on all online now, right? To do mm-hmm. And what's so funny to me is there is very rarely a sales leader in any of their courses. They do this in 15 cities. They used to do it live. And I, you know, go around and visit some of the sessions occasionally in the different cities. And I, you know, what do they do? Rarely do any of them say, I'm a sales leader. I'm like, what? You forgot to invite the sales <laughs> Or what? Maybe you just think that the sales leaders don't need any training. Oh, no, don't need any training. Guess how they got to be the sales leader? They were the best salesperson. Right. Zero <laughs> training. Zero leadership training. Yeah. Zero training in how to be a sales leader. I mean, most leadership training that's out there would help anyone Yes. At all, because we all should learn to be leaders. Even if all we have to do every day is lead ourselves, we all need to be leaders. Think about it. If in the work world, one of the things we all focused on was developing great leaders, each individual person could at least lead themselves. And think about what you'd be doing for their family. You send somebody who now knows how to lead home to lead their family as well, lead in their community, lead with their friends, just lead. And we don't do it. We just don't do it. We somehow expect people to pick this up on their own, or maybe I guess they'll go read one of Patrick's books. I hope they do. He's fantastic. (laughs) But it just doesn't work like that. And we don't teach it in school either. So unless you play a sport or you're in a club and you volunteer to be the leader or get voted to be the leader, where do you learn your leadership skills? It's just Mm. so important. One of the pieces of advice I I love to give to people who ask me about developing, developing themselves as a leader, especially when their company's not doing it, is I say, get on a nonprofit board and just be on the board for a year and learn. next year you volunteer to lead something, lead a project, be the president, be the vice president, be the secretary, be the treasurer. And I'll tell you what, if every company encouraged each and every one of their employees to volunteer for a nonprofit board, first of all, the nonprofit boards would be so happy Yes, and, and we'd make a huge difference and we would for free, be training our people to be leaders. Thank you, Richard, right? Uh, I see that. Yeah, so, so you, you bring up a fascinating point because I talk about leadership a lot of times because in Chapter 6 of Selling from the Heart, it's all about servant-led salespeople. And I said the only way that you can truly understand how to be a leader is go lend a helping hand out in the community. Single, single best way. It's so effective. It's so impactful. And for young people, you know, I advise it all the time. I, I 
I think you might know that I teach um, at the University of Nevada. Yeah, I yeah, I remember you said something. Yeah, in the entrepreneurship minor, and I helped start that minor. It's been almost seven years now, and I so I'm always around young people. Yeah, once a year, I teach for a semester, and. I get to listen to them and hear them and find out what they're doing. And some of them, most of them actually some type while they're going to college, um, but some of them don't. And either way, they're not, If even if they're working, they're not in the, the kind of career that they're going to have eventually, and they're not in a leadership role typically. And so I always advise them to, there's a million clubs on campus, join one and become part of the leadership team. Or mm-hmm. go out into the community and do that. And the ones that do always come back and thank me because they learn so much. Yeah, it's so just the nonprofit world leading the, the board. I'm on two different boards. And it is, I mean, I've led companies, I've led sales teams, I've done all that. It is a totally different dynamic because you have to motivate people and it's like being a salesperson, right? You've got to motivate people. You have to cast vision. The skills of leadership um, are so incredibly applicable. And I, you know, if, if you're um, a sales professional, especially, especially if you're selling from a team to a team um, you know, what are, what are some things that we talked about joining a nonprofit board? What are some other things practically speaking that sales professionals can do to up their leadership game? Well, whether you are the CEO, you know, one of the company leaders, whether you are the sales leader or a salesperson, all of us, right? We all have to up our game every single day. I mean, I wake up and I think, okay, what am I going to learn today? Mm -hmm. It's one of the questions I try to ask myself every single day. And if you're looking to learn something, you absolutely will. So I, there's some really easy things. And, and I'm sorry if your company doesn't offer any of these things or help you, but you can do them on your own anyway. And to all you CEOs that are listening and all you uh, sales leaders and company leaders, please implement some type of professional development at your company and or examine what you've got and make sure it's enough. Right. You know, because it's not it's not just teaching them the skill they need to do the job. It's also just teaching them to be a more well-rounded human being so they can have better conversations and they can be, uh, you know, better team players and they can just be continuously getting better. But one of the most simple things you can do is listen to podcasts like this. You can do it while you're driving. You can do it while you're hiking. You can do it while you're pedaling. You can do it while you're cooking. It's easy. Or you could just relax and listen. I love to do that sometimes too, right? So just listen. Listen to great podcasts. There are hundreds of thousands of them out there. Watch webinars. There's so, you know, this stuff is free, right? The Bright Talk channel, um, I'm part of the, um, the uh, Sales Experts channel on Bright Talk. Free talks on every sales topic you could possibly need. And if you just go on Bright Talk in general, top, topics, uh, everything. So just go find it. If you're, if you're a member of LinkedIn and you have a paid version, the LinkedIn learning and Mm-hmm. Use the LinkedIn Learning. It's there for you. It's part of your subscription. 
reading books. I have always behind me what I've just completed reading and what I'm currently reading. So, Oh, cool idea. I finished yeah. Keith, and now I'm working on The Infinite Game. And I've always got several books, and I'm rotating them, and then I can talk to people about what I'm reading. But I try not to just read sales books or business mm -hmm. books. That's why I read Joyful recently. Because I want to expand away from that. So books are not, well, they are free if you belong to the public library. Um, and you can even get the audio if you belong to the public library. So books are free. You can borrow them, read them. But they're not very expensive. So they're an inexpensive yeah. way. And um, you can start a book club with your friends, with your family, with your coworkers. Even if your company doesn't offer anything, you can start your own book club and study something together and get better at it. Now, I, I think for sales leaders, this is one of the least expensive ways to get great training. Mm -hmm. Let your team brainstorm a list of books, 12 books, one a month, and then you purchase those for them because that won't cost you a lot, especially if you use Kindle. And then um, everybody reads a few chapters and gets together and chats about it over a brown bag lunch or these days over a Zoom meeting. Um, and you can have conversations in a Slack group about the, what you read in the book and how you're going to implement it. So easy, inexpensive ways to keep yourself informed. Mm -hmm. Don't just read in your area. Like lately, I've been following some economists because I thought, you know, that might help me think differently about sales. I follow a few scientists and I think about the things they're saying and how that might make me think differently about sales. I follow marketers. I follow designers. Broaden your horizons. But these are all things that you can do that will cost you nothing but a bit of time. Yeah. Leaders are readers. Uh, and, and the topics of conversation that allows you to bring up with all of these different decision makers and influencers, it, you know, now you're interesting. You're not just talking and droning on about product. You actually are bringing some fresh ideas to the table. I think, you know, the best, best habit I have is a chapter a day of any book any book. It gets me thinking. And definitely leadership added to your digest of, of books you're consuming. Oh my goodness. What a great way to just, just put some of that in the rotation and it will have an incredible, incredible effect. Leadership is influence, right? That's good old John Maxwell 101. Leadership is influence. And as sales professionals, we want to influence uh, buyers to make the world a better place. Okay. So we want to influence and we yeah. need in order to influence, we need to be influential. We can't be influential to right. information and it has to be relevant information. So Lair, I'm wondering what are you reading right now? Well, it's funny because you have your book so prominently displayed. Mine are <laughs> off to the side, but they just keep stacking. So I just actually finished lead like at Williams. Amazing book because I'm all about the experience and the memories and all that. So I find anything about Walt Disney, absolutely fascinating lead. Like mm -hmm. Walt's great. I just finished the healing organization. If you've heard of that book before, mm. it's an amazing book. It talks about care and compassion, love and respect, all the words that are near and dear to me, but at a, at an executive level, uh, I'm a Brene Brown junkie. So I'm like knee deep into daring greatly right now. I just read the gifts of imperfection. And I just, the, I just read this book. It's the, uh, was it Mindset? By Carol uh, Gardner. Yeah. Nice. 
Nice. That that's the fastest. I couldn't put that book down, Alice. Yeah. I literally could not. I read that book in one day. I love that book. And if you go on her website, Carol Dweck, um, you can take a quiz to find out what kind of mindset you have. Awesome. Uh, nice. And so, so playing off of that, when we're talking about sales professionals and sales professionals or leaders, then you start talking about growth mindset versus fixed mindset, which is basically that whole book. And I'm a big believer in this. If, if leaders cast vision, like Daryl was talking about, mm-hmm. you know, most, I think most successful leaders out there are going to be growth minded. I think in that book, when you decide to read the book, I think we're a little bit of both. Yeah. Yeah, I think in this uh, current situation or any time that things are uncertain, if we have a growth mindset, we are more open to opportunities and more able to be flexible and to make the changes that are needed very quickly um, versus if we have a fixed mindset. I think the fixed mindset can work in many business situations, but not when there is uncertainty or a lot of change. Mm-hmm. What a great conversation and what a, uh, what a, what a great way to end the conversation because I think, I think having a growth mindset right now may, you know, this is an important time to, to expand your horizons, be creative. We need fresh ideas to bring to the table. People need, we need leaders right now. So, and if you're, you know, if you are in sales you are a leader. <laughs> you, so become a better leader and you're going to become a, a better sales professional. Alice, what a great conversation. Thank you for joining us on the podcast today. Oh, it's been so good. Yeah, it's been a great conversation. I really appreciate it. Well, it's going to be fun. And uh, I look forward to the after party here in a few minutes with our Selling from the Heart Insiders group. <laughs> but uh, for everybody, thank you so much, Alice, for joining us. Everybody else, thank you. Uh, we appreciate the Selling from the Heart community. It's incredible to see this movement of authenticity, authentic relationship, and authentic value rising up inside the sales community. So until next week, keep being genuine, keep being authentic. Keep adding real value, develop your leadership skills, and most of all, sell from the heart. Thanks for listening to the Selling from the Heart podcast on the SalesCast Network. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. We appreciate your encouraging reviews as it helps us spread the word. As always, we would love to connect with you. So look for us on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and your favorite podcast platform. This podcast is produced by our friends at SalesCast. Learn more at www.salescast.co. We look forward to seeing you next time.